And welcome back to Radio MVP. Oh, it's been a while. I've been busy taking care of some family issues and some health issues going on, but we are back. Last time we talked to you, it was right before the Super Bowl. We're not recapping the Super Bowl. You know what happened. It's good to be back, though, and uh, we'll rebuild our audience one person at a time. It is just good to be back. Uh, Anthony, myself, and, of course, our new guy joining us, and Kevin, who has been a, a great add to the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin, it's good to hear you, my friend. It's been a while since I had a chance to talk to you, too. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. And, and thanks for not bringing up the Super Bowl and reminding me of Vic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move right past it. I like that. I like this good style, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I tell you what, I, I we were just kind of outlining what we're thinking, and everybody knows now, listening to our podcast over the last five years, that I I do this with any notes and I just do it as conversational, as much as we take it. Uh, the NFL is actually going crazy right now with the free agency and trading starting. The new season has begun. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing what's going on. Baseball has returned. And it's in the process of doing the exact, exact same thing at the same time with free agency and trades. And there's been some interesting moves uh, on both fronts. Uh, real quickly, let's do the NFL here. Anthony, you, uh, uh, I imagine, will be paying attention to your Broncos once again now that uh, that Wilson is underneath center in uh, Denver. Uh, it's, we talked about it before we got on the air. Seems like... Uh, every division in the NFL has become an arms race. Um, and importantly, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're not going to have success at the highest level. Um, and that's at every level of football now, college, high school, the NFL. Um, and we've heard in the past where the Broncos, all quarterbacks have priority. They've gone from guys, and, you know, veterans and rookies and uh, nothing stuck. And this year, while they paid a very price, um, maybe not as deep as I initially thought, uh, they have their franchise for the next, hopefully, if he stays healthy, um, five to seven years, maybe longer, uh, depending on his health. Yeah, actually, of all the quarterbacks, a quote-unquote you could trade for, is top of my list if you wanted mm-hmm. to make a move for a quarterback. Um, my list is, is Deshaun Watson because that's absolute yes, insanity <laughs> uh, what they're asking for and why would you help the Texans out of that truss of a contract? That's what I can't figure out. This All this talk about the Texans trading Watson and this boatload that they're going to get in return for him. And all I keep thinking is the team that whoever makes this trade may literally have a quarterback who can't play for them. I can't yeah, understand why you would even entertain his thought. I, I was very worried. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, they're rumored back and forth, Rodgers, Wilson, oh, the Broncos might be under Sean Watson. No, you do not want, I wouldn't give any for Sean, for Sean Watson because like you mentioned, Tim, probably going to be, if not for the whole season, at least half the season, and you just wasted all that draft goal. Yeah, it makes um, no sense to me. I just think it's insanity. No, it's Do you have any yeah, thoughts way, on way, that? Way, yeah, way, way too much compensation uh, with, the, with the baggage that you don't know exactly what you're getting. And at the end of the day, I understand that they're not, you know, pressing charges. But to, I mean, 22 different women accuse them. Of that, to me, there's there's something there, okay? Yeah. Well, you know, so th- that's just way too much baggage um, for the compensation. Now, I mean, if, if you're saying one first-round pick, some late-round pick, I don't know, talent-wise, you know, um, cause at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of skeletons, a lot of closets, you know, and, I, and I'm rooting for the team, I guess. Uh, and if it's my pick, yeah, I would rather have a guy like Kirk Cousins, you know. Um, I would rather have Deshaun Watson's talent, um, but Cousins isn't going to come with any baggage. So but that's exactly his, his baggage it. is just filled with money. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it it's it's amazing, and uh, oh, I'll give Kirk Cousins credit. He leveraged uh, another year out of the uh, the Vikings this past week, and uh, actually ended up helping them with uh, about ten million dollars in cap room in the process. So, hey, uh, what well, if you can get it, get it. I mean, I've always been about this. Uh, you know, they have such a finite game in any league that if they can, then they need to cash in because most of them will never make this type of money again. And I gotta give Kirk Cousins credit from the day he, uh, the last two years in Washington and then the contract he signed with Minnesota and now the extension for the extra year and guaranteed another $35 million coming his way. Um, <laughs> uh, he must have the, maybe the greatest agent of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he was the best quarterback available. And the Vikings got him. Right. And the year that they did it, on the verge of the Super Bowl, would they, you know, the way the team that was built there, if they had Kirk Cousins that year, they could have made it? Absolutely, I do. Um, he's not a guy, doesn't elevate a team. He needs a perfect surrounding around him. So if he doesn't have a great offensive line or teams are blitzing like crazy and they're getting to him, he just doesn't, he can't elevate, right? But if he's got the surrounding around him, I absolutely think he's a good quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback. Cool. They don't have the team around them, which is why they're a middling 500 team right now. So the only way around it was to free up some cap space, try to get the defensive line. I think Zimmer kind of wore out his welcome on the defensive side of things, uh, and it just wasn't thing anymore. I think the talent's still there. Um, there's a lot of rumors that they're going to unload you know, some of these players, but maybe now that they've kind of uh, renegotiated with dozens and, and the rumors off it, uh, he'll be traded. Uh, I hope that they don't go complete rebuild mode right away. I kind of want to see was it Chin staff? Um, you know, was it the culture there uh, that was kind of holding them back? Uh, good enough to definitely get into the playoffs uh, with the talent they have on there. Uh, so I would rather them not unload uh, in year one of, of McConnell. So we'll see what happens. No, I kind of agree with you there. I think you owe it new coming in to try to succeed with talent that he's inheriting and the changes that he wants to make. And then if you truly believe in the in the system that he's putting in the uh, he as a coach will bring, then you can make that decision a year or two from now to say, all right, he's still our guy. We're just going to rebuild now. But we gave, you know, we have it that can at least compete for the division title. If you get into a tournament, anything can happen. Speaking of tournaments, we're going to talk about that here real shortly. Um, one other thing uh, I want to talk real quick and just mention uh, for the NFL is uh, the Browns uh, are interesting right now. Of course, Jarvis Landry, actually a free agent today. Uh, what day? He was the start of the turnaround of the Cleveland Browns. The day they traded for him was the day they decided that upgrading talent on this team was going to be a priority. And uh, in my opinion, he was the one guy that showed up every week going back to um, – you know, some of the darkest days of the Browns. So uh, it was really uh, that that position really changed the, the outcome of where the Browns were headed. Uh, I wish him well. I really do. I wish he could be in Cleveland, but it, we pretty much know that's not going to happen. And um, Browns also got from Dallas. So I don't know. We'll see what happens from there. And as for the AFC North, uh, we were talking about talent level at quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Burrow leads the way, in my opinion, now that Roethlisberger's gone. And you look at maybe the two most, I want to say underachieving, but two with the greatest potential draft picks in the last five years. And Baker Mayfield at number one and Mitch Trubisky, who just signed with the Steelers at number two overall. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the North rules coming forward uh, now that Trubisky will be underneath center in Pittsburgh. Looks like Baker will be back for another year, at least another year in Cleveland. And 
And, of course, uh, we're talking about Joe Burrows, who uh, took the Bengals to the Super Bowl in year two after coming off a near knee injury his rookie year. So uh, I think the North has a chance to uh, maybe not have the, the depth or the singing or the praises of what the West will have, but it's it, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that develops here uh, in that four-team race in, in the North uh, with those three quarterbacks uh, trying to lead their teams back to the playoffs. Well, I yeah, they I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to be making the playoffs for a long time. They want, if they think Mitchell Trubisky and Jason Rudolph are running Colorado NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's a legitimate and, and point. Trubisky's remained to be, Trubisky's definitely remained to be sane. I think he right. was in a bad situation uh, in Chicago. I think it was a full staff there. Um, he got some mop-up duty in, in Buffalo. He looked actually pretty good, and he looked good in season. Obviously, he wasn't going to pack the lineup there unless something tragic happened to Allen. But, um, yeah, it could, be, it could be a good fresh start to him. So, um, I didn't think, I mean, I saw the rumors that the Steelers were after Rodgers, maybe Watson. I, they didn't strike me as a team that was going to make it last. Like, so, um, I think it's a safe bet them. As, you know, I, I would say lean towards him being more of a bridge quarterback uh, until they find their, you know, back of the future. But, um, I mean, I think the AFC North has a chance to be very wide open. It, it, I think the Bengals are going to be around, you know. Burrow's got that talent there, but we'll, we'll know right away, you know, halfway through the season next year, uh, if they're going to be a team in the or if it was just a flashing fan. So they're probably, you know, definitely going to go in as the as the favorites, but uh, I think Baltimore can bounce a little bit from what happened last year. So it's going to be a wide open division. And I forgot to even mention Jackson, who wasn't a top pick that year. It was one of the last picks of the first round uh, when he was mm-hmm. drafted, and he's, you know, routinely top five quarterback when healthy in the, in the NFL with his dynamic of the run and throw the ball. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's no question about it. All right, Anthony, I, I can get the drum roll going. Major League Baseball, it took a while. We I kind of predicted it was going to take a while. Like, uh, away, mm-hmm. oh, about a year ago, if not longer. Um, it's good to see that it's back. I don't really care about the how it was done, as long as it got done. And uh, a lot of activities going on. Uh, and uh, we get to, uh, well, cheer. For the Guardians, I gotta get used to saying that. Uh, I can't even I say my up. tribe. <laughs> no, I, I I still say the Indians all the time, and or or the mm-hmm. tribe, which Guardians and tribe have absolutely no connection. So, uh, and the no. guards just sound weird to me. So uh, it's just gonna t- it's good it's it's truly going to be a year of adjustments for many people here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, however, uh, I'm interested to see if. Uh, office can find a either at first base or the outfield here uh this spring you know during this time of the year where trades and free agents landings i don't know what's going to be left i was kind of hoping they could land olsen i heard that tra- uh that rumor about mm-hmm, the last 24 too. hours and i was like that would be phenomenal uh obviously didn't happen as uh, uh he was traded to our good friend kevin's braves today I actually yeah, didn't even catch uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it, that's all we got Olsen, but yeah, dude, yeah. that's news to me. Thanks for being my Adam Schefter here. <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, Tim, it's phenomenal to have baseball back. And I've said I, I thought all along the week of April, um, and that's just about where we're going to be at the tail end of the first yeah. week, second week of April. And the fact that we get the all 162 is even better. Um, I'm glad we're going back to the old nine-inning double hitters and no man on the base. But like you said, it doesn't matter how it got done, the deal's done. Um, it's been a flurry of action, especially in our division. Uh, the White Sox are adding pitching, and 
Uh, ben Velasquez, and they added another reliever today also. The Twins yesterday with a big move, uh, trading Donald and uh, Connor Falafa after acquiring him the day before to the Yankees. Um, the Yankees still don't realize that pitching wins in October, but hey, that's why they haven't made a World Series in 13 years, so uh, let them think they can keep buying offense and that will win. Um, the twins. The twins had Sonny Gray too. Yeah, yeah, they did, and that's a nice move also. And uh, yep. we're in on uh, Frankie Montas or Shamanaya from the A's to keep their uh, teardown going. Uh, did not want to see that, Tim. I'm also kind of worried that the twins are now the favorite to get Trevor. Um, I see a lot of people who are upset. That even the Guardians have made a move. It goes kind of wild. Yeah, okay, they will. Um, but they need to realize it's only been three and a half, four days to where they can actually start negotiating and all that. So, um, the good news, and I'm not going uh, agree here, um, Antonetti and Chernoff are phenomenal. Uh, I have complete faith in uh, them. And we have a ton of farm system baseball. Deep, actually, what every team desires pitching. And the, and the Guardians, Tribe, Indians, whatever you want to call them, Cleveland, uh, has a plethora of that. Um, but I'm not willing to mortgage my future and give away some of these young arms that we have, Sam, uh, because there are some dynamite ones there. Uh, I would be, I would consider moving Plesak if it, uh, if the right deal came up or a corner outfield. I do agree with you. They probably do need to upgrade at first base. He rally played in 74 games last year and uh, was second on the team in strikeouts. Not good. That needs to be cut down. Um, I think when Naylor gets healthy, he's the first baseman, my eyes, his position, and coming off an injury like that, mobility in the outfield is going to be limited overall to begin with. Um, so I would consider going after an outfield now. Who that may be, I don't know. Um, Brian Reynolds from Pittsburgh, the way the Pirates face off everybody, um, you'd have to give up a lot of your top prospect. Antonin and Chernoff have never been keen on that, really. Um, Cedric Mullins from the Orioles I've seen thrown around. I'd welcome that. I think him and Straw in the outfield would be really nice together, and that's a nice one-two punch in the lineup. Uh, you also got a chunk second base, you know, because are, are any of the in-house candidates going to move the needle for you? No. 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 I mean, it's, no, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of question marks. And look, yeah, could this are. be a rebuilding year for the Indians? And or, or I go again. The Guardians, yes, uh, it can be. It also could be a, mm-hmm. a 2013 year where expected yeah. them to mm-hmm. compete, and there they are, the playoffs. So uh, they have a wide range of what they may be, and it's it's early. I think it we know. Early, about, right. we, we know one thing we know about you know Chernoff and Antonetti is that they usually find a way to be competitive, even when you least expect yeah, it. So we'll just I'm. Yeah, I'm like everybody else watching all the other teams make moves in the and the Guardians uh, not really making big splashes yet. Let's see if they do. I don't really I'm expect I'm not worried it. yet. Yeah. I'm not worried yet. If it gets to the end of March, Luke Maley is our biggest splash, then I'm going to get really worried. Um, but right now, I'm not getting worried. Like I said, we've only been allowed to negotiate for three and a half, four days, so let's right. pump the brakes. Um, and the and the Guardians never been ones to go out and make picks early on. Like you said, they usually uh, wait around, let the other teams, you know, overpay and overspend, and they make their move. Um, the rotation stays healthy. You have six, seven quality starters um, at your playoff cover. I think it's the best rotation in the central division, Tim. Um, and you also have to add to the lineup. You know, there's no secret about that. There's, you know, they've been rumored about Jock Peterson. Um, nice power upgrade, but you have to platoon him with Oscar Mercado, I believe. Um, Tito's never been shy about platooning, so yeah, we'll it's wait possible. and see. Yeah, it's early it's, on. It's, yeah, we haven't even played a first exhibition game, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to, to uh, pay attention. To, it's just good to have baseball back, and yes, I'm just is. happy that it's back. But more importantly, guys, it is March Madness. And I got to be honest, this will be my maddest year because I know nothing. Um, I will be going on pure instinct and hope that I fill out a bracket tomorrow properly uh, going into the first round on today. Uh, Anthony, you and I started this podcast five years ago. So the first thing we talked about was the NCAAs. Yes. And now yes, we get was. to bring in our good friend Kevin to help us with it. Kev, um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, what uh, you have the, uh, the the squares for the for the tournament. I'm looking forward to being involved in that again this year. And uh, but it, it adds a little extra flair to paying attention to every game, which is not. Well, quite honestly, for me, it was always easy to do. Started at noon and played all day long uh, for four days. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the greatest, uh, you know, uh, Swiss cheese sandwich you can have. It's just phenomenal. It's everything you could want. Uh, But what's your thoughts coming in? Uh, Kansas is one of the teens, obviously. When you look at uh, the others, uh, Arizona, thirty-one games this year, and then you look at Baylor and uh, Gonzaga. I mean, come on. I mean, those four. It's going to be tough if you're filling out your bracket, not go with those four teams. Yeah, I got I obviously got a lot of thoughts about March. I, uh, this is something that has been dear to my heart since I was a kid. Uh, I know, you know, when I, when we post out these podcasts, I always give my dad the link. He'll certainly be listening. This is the time to probably tell him the few times I skipped school, uh, was to watch March Madness. So, uh, that'll be some breaking news for him, but he'll find out 22, <laughs> 23 years after the fact. Um, I'm an adult, uh, growing boy, I can, uh, simply request off <laughs> to watch yeah, it, which is what I do. I, yeah. I am that guy that takes it in days. Because, hey, I'm going to be honest. If I'm if I'm quote unquote working or on the clock, I'm going to be watching them anyway. Yeah, so exactly. why why lie to my company, lie to myself? Um, I'll just take the days off and enjoy it. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Um, uh, Anthony, if you're interested, I have four squares left. So draw numbers tomorrow, twenty dollars a square. That pays out every game. So if you're interested, I'll, I'll mark it down when we're done with this call. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll get in touch with him tomorrow then. All right, sounds good. Great. Hey. So <laughs> as far as as teams, yes, this is probably me one of the most chaotic tournaments that we'll have. Um, don't think there is a clear cut, you know, two or three favorites, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. they're used, you know, they're, they're tend to be swing in. So I was excited to, you know, hey, the brackets come out. I'll look it up. I can't wait to have a crazy final four with Evan at 12. And I got shocked, man. <laughs> so I actually sat down to do it. I'm like, mm, matchup. No, I, I, I like, I like the higher seed here. And, and as it turns out, I still end up with two number ones, a two, a five seed uh, in the yeah. final four, which, you know, at the end of the day, that's not a crazy, you know, a final four by any means. Um, I'll, Highlight a few of the sets that I picked um, as far as the double digit seeds. I'm not going to obviously sure. go through the, the whole bracket, but like Vermont over Arkansas. Um, Arkansas struggled a little bit last year against Colgate. Uh, Colgate probably should have pulled that out. That game's being played in Buffalo. So I think there's going to be a, a pretty big Vermont contingent. And obviously, anytime you go to a neutral site, uh, if a team's there or if fans are there watching or waiting for another game, they're always going to go on the side of the underdog. So I think that could that could be an 80% you know, Vermont contingent up there. Um, on that same side of the bracket, I like New Mexico over UConn. So I got a 12-13 matchup in the Sweet Six. So 
uh, or in the, for the right to go to Sweet 16, uh, which actually sets up for Gonzaga because that's Gonzaga's side of the bracket. Um, then I've got uh, 11 Virginia Tech over Texas. I don't think that's that big of an up at, you know, the ACC champs. So I, I think we're going to pull that one off this round. Um, Sorry for you Buckeye fans out there. I think Loyola is going to beat Ohio State. I think that was a bad matchup that they, they pulled uh, for the first round. Um, you got Michigan beating, winning one game. Probably shouldn't have been in the tournament. I, I, I'm a Michigan fan, but I don't think they should have had the invite or at the very least uh, should have been in the play-in game. Uh, I got Rutgers winning two games. I think I think they're going to win their playing game against Notre Dame and then and go beat Alabama. Um, that's it. That's the only ones that I think as far as double-digit seeds. Um, I will go out and say Jacksonville State, I think, is going to give Auburn a game. Auburn better not be from there. The 15-2 matchup. And um, I had a – what was the other one I was? South Dakota State could give Providence a run, so I would not be stunned by that. That new go over Illinois. Um, and then there was one more. Oh, I did have Davidson over – Michigan State in the first round. Maybe that's it. I think that's the only ones that I said, okay, here, here could be some ones that could happen, wasn't man enough to pick them. Um, yeah. And then the only 16 seed that I think has a chance, uh, but they would have playing in game first, is Wright State I'm going up against Arizona. And the only reason I say that is Arizona does have a new coach, a whole new game thing into the postseason. Um, the only reason I hope it doesn't happen is I have Arizona in the Final Four. So, uh, if the 16 seed does pull out, I hope it's not that one. Anthony, you well, at the end of the day, I, I, I'll, I'll reveal my final four once once you guys chime in. All right. I was going to say, Anthony, I know you've uh, paid attention to this season this year in college basketball. You've gotten mm-hmm. to watch your Dukies play a few times. Uh, Notre Dame, uh, as, uh, Kevin just mentioned, playing in the play-in game against Rutgers. You've seen Notre mm-hmm. Dame play this year. Give us uh, your thoughts about that matchup and uh, them beginning that in game at the 11th seed. Yeah. So let me say this. Um, that Rutgers Notre Dame play-in game might be one of the games of the play-in round or the first round period. Uh, Rutgers has two NBA guards led by Ron Hunter Jr. Um, they had four straight rank wins at home, including Purdue and Wisconsin. They beat Ohio State as well late in the year. Uh, Notre Dame led the ACC in three-point shooting and has a full Top 10 pick in Blake Wesley. Um, Dan Goodwin also shoots over 50% um, from the outside. And Mike Ray's team, um, when they're underdogs in March, they do well. I got Notre Dame winning that one. Um, and that Alabama matchup is going to be really good because you have Alabama who lives and dies by the It hurt them last year in the tournament. Um, and this year, you have no idea what Alabama team is going to show up. The Alabama team that beat Arkansas, the Arkansas knocked off Auburn. The Alabama team that hung almost 100 on Gondaga, or the Crimson Tide team that the Missouri. Um, so you really have no clue what Alabama team is going to show up. Um, I think the West pretty much Gonzaga's going to lose, um, and they could probably um, waltz through that fairly easily. I like Gonzaga. I really like Memphis over Boise State. Uh, I'm going to go Arkansas, Kevin. I, I love J.D. Note. Um, I think he could be one of the best players in that region. Um, so I have an out. A Arkansas-Connecticut second-round matchup. Um, getting to the Elite Eight, playing Gonzaga. Uh, the Red Raiders, led by Mark Adams in his first year, ended um, Gonzaga's season in 2019. I have Michigan State beating Duke in the second round. Um, and don't be surprised yeah, Davidson. <laughs> Don't be surprised to beat Michigan State and David Beach, too. I have Duke beat either one of those teams in the second round. Um, so, I like Gonzaga out of that region. Um, 
had by the two best players in the country in Drew Timmy at Holmgren, who's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the East, I have a little more upset. Uh, Baylor is getting beat in the second round. Uh, they will lose to North You Carolina. know, I, 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 mean, I almost had that. I, I end up taking I have them. Then. But I, I, I got them one more round, and then that's it. But yeah, Baylor I, is really good. They are really well coached, but they are so banged up. LJ mm-hmm. Cryer is hurt. Not sure if he's coming back. Uh, their interior presence and Jonathan Tom Muchachua is out. Um, James Akinjo, who can go a little isolation ball, he's been banged up. I like Carolina. I think Armando Baycott and Brady Manor are going to have a field day down low. Plus, the line of the guards and Caleb Love and RJ Davis are going to be able to match up at all. They're not as deep as Baylor, not as well coached as Baylor, um, but I think athlete for athlete, they're better. Um, now, here's what's funny. I want to chime in real quick because yes. I do have actually Marquette beating North Carolina. I, I struggle with that. I'm a soccer smart fan, so I end up being with Marquette, which is why I have Baylor winning one more game. Okay. Because honestly, if you told me, okay, North Carolina is going to beat Marquette, then yes, I like North Carolina over Baylor. Again, matchup-wise, yeah. I don't yeah. like Marquette's matchup with her. That's why I have Baylor winning one more game. But so that is an interesting point there. And that's Sometimes that's where I struggle with this. It's like, man, I really actually think this team is Elite 16 capable, Elite 8 capable. I don't like that matchup in that first game or two. Well, so I can't do it, you know? You know, Marquette is a sleeper team because they've really been under the radar this year. They've not played the season gone on. Um, North Carolina plays zero defense at all. Mm-hmm. And Shaka Smart's team tend to really well in March. Uh, he's hit at VCU, um, Texas. You know, how much do they really put in the basketball program down there? We don't know. Um I really struggle with the Indiana-Wyoming-St. Mary's matchup. Uh, Wyoming led by Hunter Maldonado. He's phenomenal point guard. Indiana, much better. Had a nice run in the Big Ten tournament. Um, St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. They play really good Mm -hmm. defense. They always have Mm -hmm. nice shooters. Um, I could see St. Mary's winning a couple games, getting to the Sweet 16. Um, Have UCLA going to the Elite Eight, actually, in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Tech is going to be Texas because that mm-hmm. Mike Young, the best offensive coach in the country. He, he is 6-0 in conference championship games, 5-0 at Wofford, uh, 1-0 at Virginia Tech. The job that he did at Virginia Tech this year, they started 0-4 in the ACC, 2-7, and and run they've been on. Uh, they're, they're gritty. Uh, they got two mashup nightmares down low in Aluma and Mutz. I think they beat Texas, who Texas cannot uh, really well defensively. And Purdue plays zero defense. You have no clue what Purdue team is going to show up. Yeah, they got the size matchup. Um, but I got Virginia Tech beating and Purdue. Uh, I have Kentucky coming out of that region. Um, I think if Kentucky is back with healthy, Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington, um, uh, they're going to be almost too much for every team in that region. Uh, so Baylor gets through or Carolina. They've already played Carolina this year and uh, waxed the fourth in December. Now that's December, so a lot of things have changed. So, so far um, in the West and the East, we actually have the same regional finals. I guess that's Tech, uh, UCLA, Kentucky. Mm-hmm, yep. and you're saying you have Gonzaga and Kentucky, right? I have. Okay. Uh, All right, we, we got identical, Kentucky. identical on that side. As far as we, we get, Only we, got, we got some different upsets, but then we got, we end up, you know, kind of having the same regional final. So that's only be. Only because Texas really struggles to score. And in March, mm-hmm. you got to be able to put the basket. And I, I don't think they have a match at Holmgren. A seven foot, he can play with the guards, go to play down low. Um, so I like Gonzaga. Um, I like Kentucky in the East. Um, in the South, Arizona, I have Arizona. Seton Hall, really impressive. I saw them in person. But I like they shoot the ball. Um, maybe you can score, but I still like Houston. Uh, Illinois, I'm going to have 
Illinois and Arizona in this Week 16. Um, and I like Arizona, even though they're a little banged up in the backcourt. Arizona to get the bat matchup. Michigan beating Colorado. Um, Colorado State does have one of the best players in the country. I Colorado State that. by David Rowdy. He's phenomenal. But you, 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 these guys think the experience and the talent mm-hmm. of Michigan down low in the above center will be too and, much. And listen, I, I lived in the Fort Collins area when I lived in Colorado. We cannot lose that game. I cannot stress <laughs> enough. And I don't know if you looked ahead. We open with Colorado State in football next year at the Big House. No, so, not. yeah, and that, I mean, they they were kind of on the downside in, in football, and I don't mean to go off yeah. too too far here, but um, it's it's always scary when you play you know, a bigger school like that instead of, a, like, a MAC team. Or, yeah. So, and I, I hope they get some friends coming out for that game, but, yeah, we cannot lose to them in basketball, I can tell you right now. It can't happen. I'm trying to will that way. <laughs> Michigan has much adversity has gone on the last month, has impressed me with how they stay together. Mm. Uh, tough loss in the Big Ten tournament. It got better yeah, as the right. season ended. Um, I really like Tennessee. They are playing some of the mm-hmm. best bass country right now. Yeah, that's a bad um, matchup for them in the second round. The Ohio Tennessee, State Tennessee should have been a two seed, by the way. Yes, we'll I agree that. that. Then again, you know, Villanova was the last two seed, and they did lose to Villanova by 18 this year or in the year. Mm. So, you know, that had his have some committee. The Ohio State Lawyer Chicago game, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. It's going to be first one to 50 wins. Mm, yep. um, and I have no idea what Ohio State team is going to show up. The Ohio State team that almost beat Purdue, um, or the Ohio State team that lost three times or twice to Penn State, including a blown 15-point lead. Yep. Uh, I have Ohio State winning that one because I think E.J. Liddell is the best player on the floor. Uh, but I'll say this right now, if Ohio State loses that game, they look I told them to be looking for their job soon. Yeah. I don't disagree and, with that. If, 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 if there's one negative for Loyola in that matchup is um, not having the experience coaching there. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and they the first tournament game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would definitely feel more confident in the pick if, if, if uh, his name escaping me and went to Oklahoma. Um, if Bob Porter Moses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if he was there, then I, I actually think they could beat Villanova. Um, but I, yeah, I, it's the only negative that I feel a little bit bad. I feel bad for either loyal or like Villanova because I don't think that game's going to be very competitive. I, I think Villanova has two uh, pretty easy wins to the 16, uh, and I think they'll match up against Tennessee. Um, I have Tennessee beating Villanova this time, actually. I think um, they are playing really well. Ziegler and uh, Kennedy Chandler. Um, Basketball, you can knock auction outside. I have Tennessee rematching with Arizona matchup in December. Um, and I have Arizona winning that rematch. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Arizona, their first loss this year. So I have Arizona coming out of the south. Um, in the Midwest. Wow. Six for six, three for three. <laughs> we date the final four. It's unbelievable. The this is where Midwest, we got to be different. We're gonna be different um, here. I feel it. I really like the way I was right now. Experience Bohannon and Murray, um, McCaffrey as well. Uh, the only question is how much defense can they play? Um, but they're gritty and they're tough. Uh, Providence has really impressed all year. Uh, every close game they see and they win that ball for March. However, I have South Dakota State winning that one. South Dakota yeah. score anybody. They've won 30 games this year and they've won 21 in a row. Um, I like South Dakota's net one. Um, I almost did. I couldn't. I didn't pull the trigger because I like your same thing. Like you know, two months ago, I'm thinking, oh, Providence. I can't wait yes. to take them to the Final Four. Nobody's yeah. going to take them to the Final Four. And then I was like, well, I almost want them to be out of the first round. Well, <laughs> let me let me interrupt would, you guys for a second. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. This is my dilemma. Now, year usually <laughs> we have multiple teams from Ohio in the tournament. This year we get two in Ohio yeah. State and Akron. Now, anybody mm-hmm. knows and my right history. State. Yeah, right state. Yeah. You take that back. There's so I do have right state to root for. I was gonna say my problem is 
I really never ever root for the Zips ever. No, you know, it's never them. We're big Bruins yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> why do I have the feeling that if there's an upset brewing, it is the Akron and uh, UCLA game, the 13-4 match know, up there. Could and then, be. Um, I, I like UCLA. I mean, UCLA's got a lot of talent there. I, I, I thought they were going to be a little bit better after their run last year, but yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I like that. Like in Ohio last year, I remember I picked Ohio to win the first mm-hmm. round last year. Other Mac teams that I would help match up, I maybe pulled off an upset, but I'm not as confident in that. So I, I couldn't. I wanted to be a homer and do it. But, uh. Yeah, I know. I Like I said, I have a tendency to root for all Ohio teams Do we have none left. Um, with Ohio State chances of being out in the first round, and then that means that, like Akron has to be like a default for me. Kind of, you know, yeah. kind of hits me in, in the it. wrong on the wrong area. But yeah. uh, I do believe if there's a 13-4 matchup that you might want to pay attention I see to, that. it's it's that yeah. one. I think that actually the Zips have been playing so well. And they, I still think they keep have on Chattanooga, Illinois. I I have yeah. Illinois in the three sixteen as well, but right. Chattanooga can play, and then they yeah. got freakish athletes there. So I and Chattanooga um, had a prayer to win their conference tournament. They wouldn't have been in over the tournament. Yeah, they, uh, had like a forty forty five footer to win that game. Uh, but they have experienced uh, guard play down low, and that wins in March. And Illinois is kind of streaky. I think the athletes of Illinois went out in that game. Uh, the Houston-Illinois match in the second round could be phenomenal. Yeah. That's two guard That's left another teams. one that Houston, I thought, should have been a little bit higher. It's kind of weird. I that, thought Houston had a four seed yeah, also. Yeah. That's funny that um, Houston and, and Tennessee are the only two I questioned there. Maybe Michigan, too. I think, the, I think Michigan should be playing Notre Dame. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I think that it was weird that the two that I questioned were in the same region. So, funny. <laughs> And, and the other thing I wanted to point out, going back to the West, mm-hmm. again, I always, like, when the brackets are getting revealed, I, I do a quick snapshot in my head of who I think would be in the Final Four without sitting down yeah. to do it. Remember, man, Gonzaga is the number one overall, but I feel like they got, like, the harder region. Like, yeah. some of these teams mm-hmm. that Texas Tech, Duke, and but then I started sitting down, and I'm like, I think this is upsetting. And all of a sudden, it looked like Gonzaga had yeah. the path there. So, yeah, I don't, I don't so, think Gonzaga is the Final Four again. They did it all. I mean, that. Yeah. I really don't. Um, Intrigued by your – I got to know your Midwest Regional Final. I got to see if we're 8-3. Eight eight. You, you started uh, talking pretty good about Iowa, so I'm curious what you did with them. I have Iowa beating South Dakota State. So I have Iowa in the Sweet 16, um, but I like Kansas to beat Iowa in the Sweet 16, so Kansas gets the Elite Eight. Um, Kansas has one of the best scores in the country in Oche Abaji, and they don't play much defense. So um, LSU and Iowa State really intrigues me. Iowa State was down right last year. This year they started out hot kind of sputtered towards the middle of the year. Yeah, LSU started out. Yeah, was, played well defensive LSU with a coaching change and uh, Wade being fired. LSU has the better athletes. Um, I'm going to go LSU because of the athletes and Kevin Nickelberry, mm-hmm. the interim coach, has been a head coach. Um, I think LSU wins that game. I'm going to pick Wisconsin, go to the two team, but don't surprise if Colgate Wisconsin in the first mm-hmm. round. Colgate can score on anybody. They should, yep. they they gave Arkansas all they wanted to last year. They should have beat them. Um, and Wisconsin's best player, Johnny Davis, is banged up. I have Wisconsin going to the Week 16. It would not shock me if Colgate won that first-round matchup. Mm. Um, most intriguing matchup to me in the first round in that region is USC and Miami. Um, I think Miami and USC so well coach Andy Anfield and Jim Laranaga. Uh, I've gone back in this one. I'm going to have Miami in the Week 16. I wow. think Miami's okay. a matchup nightmare. Um, experience guard play um and miller and isaiah wong and sam wardenberg um i have them auburn their guard play not very good um now they have one of the best players uh in the country 
Walker Kessler is one of the best defensive players in the country. Jabari Smith is a freakish athlete. Uh, Jacksonville State should not even be in the tournament, but the end play is complete crap. It's a bad matchup. Uh, it's a bad matchup wrong. Yeah, and, you know, Jacksonville State didn't even go to the conference championship game in the conference tournament, but because Green is ineligible for their four-year window transitioning, uh, Jacksonville well, that's State... that's a whole other topic. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> I think Auburn wins that. Um, but I like Miami's guard get through that one and Auburn. Um, so I have Wisconsin and Kansas playing in the Elite Eight, though it's very dicey for me, and I got Kansas going to the Final Four. I think so you're, so you're more chalky than me in the Final Four. That's, that's good. Um, All right, what's your Final I, Four, Anthony? Uh, my Final Four, I have Daga, Kentucky, um, Zaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Arizona and uh, Kansas. and Kansas. Yeah, I got three right. number one seeds in the Final Four. Um, it's probably going to be wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my life. But, it's fun. <laughs> it's more uh, fun, exactly. I have have Kentucky playing Arizona for the championship, and I got Kentucky winning it all. Okay. I have uh, Kentucky winning it all. Um, a little side however, note. Here's a little side note, and, and I'll talk about this at the end of the uh, the podcast, too. I uh, did the uh, Newcastle game this past uh, week, and we were at Clarion University. And Clarion okay, University okay. is a gymnasium. And the John Calipari. Really? Yes. Yeah, he played Clarion. Yep. yep. Thought I'd, I'd add that little tidbit. And I was actually there on Saturday night for a wedding. Oh, wow. In Clarion. Uh, yeah, so maybe everything's voting well for, for Coach Cal. Yeah. So uh, we were six for six on the regional finals um, mm-hmm. until we got to the Midwest. So um, I I agree with you. I think Iowa is playing great. There's something about winning the Big Ten tournament that tends to bode well um, going into the NCAA. Now, the Big Ten has not well in tournament the last couple of years. Not the last couple of years, yeah. Uh, I have always had a good vibe. You know, when Michigan State would do it, they would usually do well yep. if they won the Big Ten tournament. Um, Michigan, it's a Michigan's ticket, so to speak, to having a great run. Uh, that Again, that's why when they got bounced out in that game against Indiana, remember I called my dad, I'm like, get this damn team in the NIT because they're just not focused. You, you know, to me, they didn't deserve, all they needed to do was win that game, and yep. they were a lock, you know, which apparently they were still a lock of the committee, um, but I, I, they've completely lost focus in the last 12 minutes. But um, I always feel like that's a ticket a little bit. To win the Big Ten tournament, I feel like it's going to bode well. I have Iowa upset in Kansas. Um, I can see and, that. And I have that. Auburn, again, I, I think I said at the beginning, if there's going to be the biggest upset could be the 15 over two, I could, I could see Jacksonville State beating Auburn, but then Auburn's freakish enough to get to the Elite Eight. I'm definitely worried about Wisconsin, but I think part of me was, eh, I don't really see a Wisconsin Iowa final. So I had to, yeah. that was kind of the tiebreaker for me. So I have Iowa Auburn, over Auburn in that final. Auburn's guards, well, they can go to the final. Mm-hmm. But I like Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Pearl's a good coach. Oh, he's a hell of a coach. Snakeish, kind of, like, I, I would put him up there in like yeah, the Urban Meyer state. land, you know. But, yeah, he's more shady. Yeah, but he's, but he's a good coach. Um, no, he's I good. hate for McCaffrey. There's something about really? him. He just rubs me the wrong way. I, I feel like it's his time. As in, he's been a good coach. He's never been to the Final Four. I think mm-hmm. I think he finally gets there. Uh, and I actually have him playing Monday night, April 4th. They're going to upset Arizona, uh, get to wow. the final. I have Gonzaga over Kentucky. And I, I finally think it's time for Mark Fee to win the National Championship. I think they're, again, I, I think I started the, the conversation about Mark Madness that there's not that clear-cut favorite, um, but if you had to pick one, I think Gonzaga is the best team, the most talented, and this is this is their best chance to do it. Last I, year, Baylor was, was just too good. Uh, yeah, Baylor was probably the only team that was going to beat them, and they did. 
So I, I think this is their year to finally do it. Uh, so I have Gonzaga over Iowa. Gonzaga is not as good a defense as they have in the past. Offensively this year, this, this might be their best because mm-hmm. of the matchups. Um, they have so many guys that can score so many different ways. Each guy can shoot from the outside and or they can score down low. Uh, they got big guards in Nemhart and Strouder. Emmy um, is a top five player in the country, and Jet Holmgren is a matchup knife that nobody has a matchup for, and he's playing uh, on another level um, since November, December. Um, when is it time for Gonzaga to join the Pac-12? I mean, come on already. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Although, I mean, really, I mean, as good as St. Mary's is. Women's basketball. I mean, come uh, the, on. the only thing I'll say, though, is this, their conference did get three teams there. I mean, that's it, – it, they got San Francisco in, and they could, as good as Murray State is, and I would San love Francisco to see. Win that game. You're exactly right. They can win that game. They got good card play, and I, I think that I want to see a Murray State hockey game because Murray State's going to get up for that, and wouldn't shock me if they upset them. But um, I also could see San Francisco beating them. Um, yeah, that conference is better um, for sure. But yeah, I guess. <laughs> It would not. With Boise um, State. You know, there's always a, like Tim was saying, there's always a double-digit seed uh, that makes a run to the Sweet 16, Sweet 8. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two double-digit seeds that I could see getting there. Tim, I don't have Akron 8 because I hate Akron. No, no, I, I, was, I, <laughs> I totally agree. I can't root for Akron. No, I'm looking so for a one-round. Like Walton yeah. and UCLA. Um, I think Indiana beat Wyoming. I think Indiana can beat St. Mary's also. That would not shock me if Indiana well, made we'll a see. run. I really like Mike Worthen a lot. Um, uh, all right. I think the Rutgers Notre Dame winner can beat Alabama, and I think they can beat Texas Tech also. All right, here's my uh, my final four, guys, and it is ridiculous. That's, that's, he was probably know. filling it out while we were talking. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, so actually it will be. Let me see. I had it in my mind, and I lost it. Let me, uh, well, until, <laughs> until Anthony got to the Midwest, I started exactly. thinking my yeah. bracket. Got it looked pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Which, which yeah. probably means they're all going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kansas coming out at a number mm-hmm. one. And then I like, uh, actually, do not like Arizona. I'm going to go with the okay. pen. I'm going to go with Illinois. Okay. okay. And then They got the talent to do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll do this again. I think Baylor's right for an upset during this tournament. I don't know exactly how or when, but yep. I think the team that could do it is St. Mary's. And I got St. Mary's okay. coming out of that one. All right. Okay. And then finally in the the Gonzaga bracket, I'm going to go with a favorite in Gonzaga. <laughs> you guys, yes, you kept breaking down that bracket. I kept thinking, no, Gonzaga has a, has a smooth route. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, that doesn't bode well to Gonzaga going to the Final Four if that Final Four happens. And that's why I like it, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will even do this right now. I, I want to... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cinderella story. I'm gonna go with St. Mary's winning it all. There you go. St. Mary's winning it all. Wow. You've got to be the only one in America. You, you need to submit that one online because <laughs> if that one happens, other than maybe some St. Mary's grads, what I should do and, is go on DraftKings and and uh, put whatever. Uh, uh, five dollars is worth on it, and just see what happens. <laughs> right. Well, I yeah. always have a uh, I always have a money maker bracket I submit, and then my heart bracket. Right. My heart right. bracket has Michigan in the regional final against Arizona. Exactly. Which we all know that's probably not going to happen. I always have Ohio State winning it all every year, but not this year. <laughs> I got, even my heart yeah. bracket, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and they are so bad to watch. They, it's just, just, I, they, the last yeah. month has been just a disaster for that program. I mean, everything yeah. that could so you go wrong has to, gone wrong. There is one thing I want to bring up about March Madness. This happened, or I guess it's been about 10 years now. 
you call Mark Madden and tell him to pull the tapes, whatever day that was, would have been, it would have been the Monday after Selection Sunday. Uh-huh. And he was talking March Madness. I called in. I was complaining. I, I, they were more of a, they were in Houston's uh, area where they got a five seed after proving that they can make a little bit of a run here and there. Complain that Butler got a five seed because the five twelve matchup it's usually where those yep. upsets happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like they got they did them an injustice by giving them a five seed. And he told me, never forget it. He said, "Your high school has a better chance of making the Final Four, Butler University." Oh my! God. And I had Butler even after the, that Monday. I picked Butler to get. I don't remember if I had him in the title game, but I definitely had him in the Final Four. The first year that they made the game, right? Race. And when they when they made it, in that matter of fact, let me back up a little bit. He told me high school has a better chance of making a final four than Butler University, and that he would be. What did he say? I, I could live to be a million years old, and it wouldn't happen. Something to that effect. So I <laughs> called him when Butler made the final four, and I said, "You need to you need to wish me happy birthday. Put me on the air. You need to wish me happy birthday. I'm a million years old today because Butler University." made the final four just as I told you they would. He told me about, oh, and he hung up on me. So <laughs> but that's who he is. He doesn't want to ever be called yeah, out. Right. No, um, when he's that's, wrong. that's um, radio today. Can't that's... do it. And then that team, and then I did pick them again the next year when I did. I had to have been the only one in America that picked Butler back-to-back years. I did not have Butler four, back-to-back years. I had him the second year, and I was rooting big time when that, that ball bounced <laughs> in and out from midcourt. Oh, oh, man. What yeah. an ending that would have been. What an ending that would have been. Especially to beat Duke. Yeah. Um, they should have beat, beat UConn. When they matched up yeah. against UConn, that was their chance to win the title. Yeah. Because what was UConn, an eight or nine seed that year? Right. Um, was, uh, yeah. Uh, UConn and were seven, eight seeds in the championship game that year. Yeah. yeah that Sometimes was, that the was ball just there, but... has heartbreaking. And that will leave me. Uh, we've, we've all made our picks, correct? I don't want to be wrong here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. That leads me to my thing this year, and that is the PIAA championships. We did the WPIL uh, a couple weeks ago, and we are now into – uh, the the elite of the high school season here in Pennsylvania and Castle tomorrow night uh, will make their run to try to get to the the final four and if they do chances are they will have a rematch with Laurel Highlands who they lost to in the WPIL championship uh, last week in an amazing game that went double overtime um, talk about losing a heartbreaker and losing one that you hate to see any game in this way. Uh, Laura Highlands had the ball with three seconds left and they inbounded the ball and with three tenths of a second left, a foul on, on and sent the player to the line to win the game. Both? No, Tim, I was, uh, I heard I was actually watching that game. Yeah. And, okay. I, uh, I think we lost Kevin, but, um, not a, a questionable call, too. Yeah. yeah. Call from an outside perspective. Well, you hate to uh, see a game Newcastle end that way. You hate, yeah. Yeah. You just hate to see a game end that yeah. way. Uh, Coach Blender well, uh, has been quoted saying uh, it would have been better off just to let four more minutes to see what would happen and then see if, you know, what team would win. Uh, obviously, that matchup will be huge. Uh, the matchup that Highlands has, uh, Laurel Highlands has taken on Gateway. Uh, in the nightcap tomorrow night, and uh, Hills takes on Newcastle. So it should be a great matchup for both teams, and we'll just have to go from there. Hey, Anthony, I'm running out of time here, and I think we yeah. lost Kevin. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to wrap it up here, and I we will uh, talk later this week after the round, well, after this weekend, and uh, 
talk about the Sweet 16 going forward. So for Kevin Backlund, I'm Tim Continenza, along with Anthony Kepley, wishing you all a wonderful good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Remember, tell your family, friends, and neighbors, and your enemies about Radio MVP as we continue to grow right here. We're back. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.